What is up, my love? Welcome to the Love Stands Here podcast. I'm your host, Megan Brianna from meganbrianna.com. I'm a life coach, a certified mind and body eating coach, but most of all, I'm just a girl who really loves Jesus and has spent a lot of time learning how to not only discover my worth through him, but also cultivate the characteristics that we're called into in order to live a healthy and purposeful life of love and service. My friend, sometimes the world gets us all twisted up, oftentimes, and the only way to come back down is to actually dig deeper. So if you're looking for encouragement to live and love better, you're in the right place. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends if you feel called, and I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Love ya. Today, I want to get right into it. Uh, I want to talk about the number one thing I believe keeps, I have a spot on my phone that I keep thinking is a dot on my head. Okay. So today I want to talk about the number one thing that I believe keeps us from actually wanting to have a relationship with Jesus and wanting to truly dive all the way into having a relationship with God. This is something that I've been thinking about a lot the last couple of weeks. I've been um, kind of dealing with some stuff in my own life that has really challenged me to do a lot of introspection and kind of figure out how I need to shift internally to adapt to these things, either that or make changes on the outside. Either way, these things have got me thinking a lot and um, I've been praying on it and you know, asking God what message he wanted me to share with you this week and so I think this is it. So I think that the number one thing that we struggle with when it comes to actually wanting to have a relationship with God is the fact that when you dig into the principles of the Bible, you realize that it is asking you to take responsibility for your own life. So I think that that is one of the things that we struggle with the most is that we kind of maybe not quite consciously, but at least subconsciously understand when we maybe even step a little bit into learning about Christianity that wow, we're going to have to start, if we, if we want to actually do this, if we actually want to have this life, we're going to have to start taking responsibility for ourselves. And that is a scary, scary thing. And I will tell you, I've spent the majority of my life, like I've said in the other videos, I am naturally inclined for introspection and going deeper. That's just how God made me. So I'm always very interested in human nature. And I always like to put myself in other people's shoes and think about my own behaviors and my own thoughts and my reactions to things and how it might be something that I need to change rather than uh, how it might be something that somebody else is doing. And I have not been perfect at it. I have practiced it a lot, a lot, a lot. I have projected so many of my traumas and my insecurities onto other people. It's ridiculous. But I've also been so very aware of it in my life Again, it's just always been this huge tug of war for me. But I will say, in the moment, when you are feeling like really heavy, deep, overwhelming emotions, sometimes it's really, really hard not to project that onto other people because it's easier, like we think it's easier because, you know, taking that burden off of ourselves, like if we feel angry or we feel sad, or we feel a feeling that we don't want to feel, 
it's much easier to just push that off onto somebody else, isn't it? But number one, that is not fair for the people around us. It is nobody else's responsibility to take on our insecurities and our um, you know, unhealthy behaviors and our unhealthy uh, thought patterns, our unhealthy belief systems. And also, it doesn't do us any good because it keeps us from actually working through them. So taking responsibility when we have a unhealthy behavior or an unhealthy belief system or, you know, unhealthy coping mechanisms, going within and trying to work through that with yourself and trying to understand where that is coming from is very, very difficult. It really is. And something I always say is these things are especially difficult if you don't have safe spaces to do them in. So if you don't have anywhere or you don't have anybody around you that makes you feel safe to be imperfect and be human and kind of humble yourself and be like, okay, this is what, this is something I need to work on. You're gonna constantly be in defense mode, if that makes sense. So one thing I wanna do with you guys <laughs> on this channel in everything that I do when it comes to talking about God and being helpful and encouraging is being vulnerable about the process of doing this stuff. I mean, I just, I think I really struggle. Part of the reason that I'm struggling right now is that, uh, you know, you see so many videos on YouTube, you see so many influencers and so many um, people that are in this space whether it be here, Instagram, or Facebook, or TikTok, or whatever. And everything is perfectly polished. And it's great to do that. And of course, I edit my videos, and I try to make them flow in a way that makes sense to you guys. But, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the reason that I have struggled with my own insecurity in my life is because all you see when you click on these videos and it's it's good business practice but the only thing you see is like the the perfected edited everything and it's the same thing with social media and it's just not realistic so i want to kind of share with you guys when i have a moment where i am filming a video or i am doing something i'm writing that I have to stop and I'm getting frustrated and like nothing is coming to me. I kind of just want to share with you that these moments happen and it's just reality. And uh, I just had to take a step back because I started filming this video and then all of a sudden my mind just went blank and I had to stop it and I was like, I got so frustrated and I started crying and I was like, God, I feel like you're not with me right now. I'm trying so hard to talk about you and I'm trying so hard to spread your incredible goodness to the world and I feel like you're not here so what am I doing wrong but you know that happens and that's not usually God that's usually the enemy getting in your head and uh, making you feel insecure all those mean things and you know stopping you from from doing what God wants you to do so anyway just a little sidebar there so just a little encouragement even when things get hard you keep doing it <laughs> you don't let the enemy 
deceive you and make you feel like you're not worth it or that God wants you to stop, you know, spreading his message. Don't do it. Don't let him get in your head like that. So to keep going, the taking responsibility of your life is one of the scariest things to do, isn't it? And the Bible is full of words about taking responsibility for yourself. But I want to tell you that it is absolutely the most powerful thing you can do for yourself and for the people around you. And regardless of how selfish you are, whether it's self-proclaimed or not, there is a huge part of you that wants to just truly love the people in your life in the best way that you can. But sometimes it's also easier to project how you're feeling onto other people and to play victim. Sometimes it's easier to use coping mechanisms and to distract from how you're feeling and not go within and not take responsibility and not fix it. So, of course, if you are a Christian but you're, you're struggling to fully um, get into a Christian lifestyle or if you're somebody who wants to have a relationship with God but you can't quite get there, it might be because you're not ready to fully take responsibility. And I get that. It is very hard. And I struggled with that my entire life up until I just had a really traumatic experience and I had nowhere else to go but to let God fill the, the emptiness inside me. That happened for me for this reason, so I can talk to you guys about it. But I spent the majority of my life playing victim because on one hand, I'm an empath. I feel people's energy so deeply and I'm always putting myself in other people's shoes. So I'm not just looking at my own perspective if it comes to a conflict or just a discussion or whatever. I like to make sure that I'm trying to, I'm trying to envision what other people's perspectives are too because I know mine isn't the only one. Uh, and I always just, I want to be compassionate towards people and I want to love people in the best way that I can. And then on the other hand, I also struggled with codependency, as I've said before. So I always had expectations that people would receive my love in a certain way um, and that they would know exactly my intentions behind my words and my behaviors and the way I was uh, communicating with them. And I would put people up on pedestals and I would always see people try to see people for their highest potential even if they weren't there yet and if they didn't meet those expectations I struggled and I took that onto myself so I had you know I had both those things which created this cycle of not having any boundaries whatsoever which then made it easy for me to play victim but you know I wasn't aware of it at the time I wasn't trying to play victim it just is kind of what was happening based on all of this stuff that was going on really in my subconscious that wasn't made clear to me until I continued to make the same mistakes over and over and over again and had to eventually learn from them. And, you know, I ended up where I was at the end of 2018 where I just had ignored it and ignored it and ignored it and ignored it and finally I end up, ended up in a space where I was completely empty and I had nothing left to do but to ask God to fill that hole for me. And when I finally did, um, that's when the miracle started happening. So I understand what it's like to not fully be able to take responsibility. 
And it's easier sometimes to hold other people responsible for your happiness. If somebody says something that hurts your feelings, or if somebody doesn't do something, uh, doesn't respond to you in a way that you expect, it's easier to make it about that other person than to go within and see if there's something that you need to shift within yourself or if there's a boundary that you need to put up or if maybe you need to redefine that relationship. It's, it's much easier to do that. And I think that we just, sometimes we just don't know. But what you really need to do and what the Bible tells us that we need to do is stop expecting other people to make our lives better. And I'm sticking with Paul here, you guys, in these verses that, there's a few verses, a few shorter verses that I want to share. I love Paul. We're studying Paul in our smaller groups at church, and I'm just so fascinated by him, and everything that he says has just made the Bible make so much more sense to me. The Word of God makes so much more sense to me. So we're in Galatians this week, and it's Galatians 5 and 6. The first one is 5, 22, and 23, and it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So basically, Paul is saying, he's. this is a letter he's writing to the church in Galatia, um, a place where he had taught the word of God, and he finds out that the Galatians are getting confused, and they are teaching the Gentiles that it is their responsibility to also uphold Jewish law while being followers of Jesus. And Paul is writing to them and saying, no, actually, it's not your responsibility to uphold Jewish law. It's not your responsibility to be circumcised. Because if you are considering yourself a follower of Jesus, then the only thing you need is your belief in Jesus. To love others, to love God, you don't need to worry about the Jewish law anymore. So that's what um, Galatians is all about. It's Paul writing this letter trying to uh, correct them. And he's saying that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control is such a huge thing. Taking responsibility is such a huge thing. Against such things, there is no law. And then in uh, 5.26, he says, Let us not become conceited provoking and envying each other. So Paul talks a lot about the way that we need to treat each other. And the context behind all of it is very much, you need to start taking responsibility for yourself and you need to treat each other with kindness and compassion and love and humility. Remember that everybody else is just as human as you are. And in order to do that, you have to go within. You have to start cultivating these characteristics which means you have to go within, right? So then the next one is Galatians 6, 3 through 5. And Paul says, If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. I love this. So I want to ask you, what would that look like for you? I believe one of the most powerful messages behind the Bible is that you have a relationship with Jesus. It's you and Jesus on this narrow path. And along the way, 
you are healing and you're becoming closer and closer with God and you're also learning to love yourself through your relationship with Jesus because you love God, which makes it much easier to love the people along your path. But the main focus is your relationship with Jesus. And if you're focused on your relationship with Jesus, if you're focused on your love for God, if that is your main focus every day, then you have no choice but to start cultivating all of those characteristics inside you that we're called to cultivate. And in doing that, you become the kind of person that can love other people. And what that also means is that if that is what you're focused on, you're not focusing on other people and how they can save you, how they can fix you, or how you can fix them, or how you can save them. It's not, it's not your responsibility to fix people or to save people. It's your, it's your responsibility to have a relationship with God and listen to what He wants for you. And once you start doing that and you're connected, He will bring people into your life that you're meant to, that you're meant to influence in some way or encourage. But it's never your job to fix anybody. Everybody is on, this is something that helps me tremendously, is to remember that everybody is on their own journey with God. Everybody's got their own path with God. And if you can remember that, you know, if you're dealing with somebody and you're trying to be helpful and you're trying to be encouraging, all you can do is the best that you can do. And if they don't want to receive that, then that's not on you. You have to remember that their responsibility is to God and their walk is with God. And if they don't want to receive what you have to say, chances are it's because, well, number one, they're not ready. But number two, you just might not be somebody that is meant to help them. And that's okay. In the same respect, it is nobody else's responsibility to do that for you. So if you're struggling with something, what you have to do on this journey that you have between you and God is go to God with it. And of course, the biggest, the best way to do that is through prayer. So taking responsibility, and, and this is like what I was saying in the last video about freedom, that is what is going to make you free. Because suddenly, well not suddenly, it's a practice, but you have no responsibility to other people and they have no control over your life. And when I say you have no responsibility to other people, what I mean is that, again, you don't have the responsibility to fix them. You do have the responsibility to love other people and to correct them and to encourage them, but only the people that God puts in your path. One of the most important things in the Bible is love others. And, and work to serve others, right? But sometimes we can make it an ultimate thing to where we're not at all focused on our individual relationship with God, loving God and loving others. The whole law is made complete by those two things, but you have to be doing both. And so if you're not taking time with God, it's going to be very difficult for you to truly embody what it means to have a healthy relationship with stewarding the gifts that he's given you to help other people.
Does that make sense? What I would say kind of to wrap all of this up is that if you are someone who is interested in having a relationship with God, but you are scared to take on that responsibility and to start going within and doing the work that you probably know needs to happen in order to be a good steward of what God has given you. Just know that it doesn't have to be something that has to happen all at once. It is a practice. It's a huge practice and it's a very, it can be a very slow practice, but it's, you know, you don't have to worry about like, if you are scared to jump into a relationship with Jesus, you can do it slowly. I would love to see people just be able to dive right in, but I don't think that that is really realistic. I would rather say to you, take it slowly and have that be a little bit more comfortable for you and have that, you know, actually turn you on to the idea of getting there then say to you, no, if you don't dive full, full on, it's not going to work. And then, you know, have you again, run away scared because it's just too much. Sometimes I think that diving all in is just really, really overwhelming for us. So I hope you can be encouraged that healing and starting to go deeper sounds so scary, but it doesn't have to be. I've done a lot of work in this space and I was somebody that was completely opposite. I was distracting all the time. <laughs> I had coping mechanisms. I did not, I hated my feelings. I, I have so many feelings. <laughs> I am a very feeling person and I hated it. So I distracted a lot, but I learned to do it slowly. And that's what got me to the place where I was ready to have a relationship with God. And then you know, when I did, it's been two and a half years and I'm just in this place now where I'm finally fully in belief about it. I fully understand that this is the truth and I just experienced so many, many miracles along the way. I mean, big miracles, everything's a miracle that have kept me going and have been, you know, it's just testimony after testimony after testimony in my life that what I'm doing with God and what God is doing for us is truth, but it's been slow and that's okay. But don't turn away from this lifestyle just because it's scary. Again, taking responsibility is a move, but it's also so empowering and it's so freeing because then the only responsibility you have is to God. Nobody else has control over your life. Nobody else in the world is guiding you. It's you and God. God is guiding you. And that ends up turning into a pretty beautiful thing. So I know I was a little all over the place today, but let me just encourage you again. If you are somebody who is in this online space and you're trying to, trying to get your message across to people, you truly believe in what you're talking about, but you feel like something is always stopping you or you get frustrated because you can't find your words or whatever it might be, or just in normal everyday life, 
you know, you, you have this incredibly powerful thing on your heart and you hold yourself back from sharing it because you feel like you're going to mess up or you've messed up before and you're afraid you're going to do it again, just keep trying. Just keep trying. That's just the enemy trying to hold you back from being a powerful person and, and walking in God's love and walking in God's purpose for you. Uh, just like I shared earlier, my vulnerability, uh, you know, this is not easy. It's not easy for any of us, but I just kind of want to, I want to be somebody that shares that with you. Okay. I want to know y'all, how are you feeling about that one? I know it's really hard to take responsibility sometimes, and it's really hard to hear, but I really want you to be mindful of it. And I also, you know, if you're thinking to yourself, eh, I take responsibility for my life. I really, really, really want you to think about that, like to truly think about it. Because if you are struggling still with unhealthy relationships or you struggle with envy or jealousy or you allow certain things in your life to control you, chances are you're not taking responsibility as much as you think you are. And that's okay. It's okay to struggle. Of course, it's okay to struggle. But what isn't okay is for you to just brush it off as if, you know, uh, I'm listening to this stuff. I'm trying to learn this stuff, but I'm never going to take any responsibility. I'm just going to walk around acting like, well, none of this applies to me. You know, you have to think about it and really see if it's something you need to apply to your life. If you struggle with unhealthy coping mechanisms or distractions or unhealthy relationships or depression or anxiety or whatever, you really need to pay attention to this stuff. And I don't want you to feel guilty. There's nothing to feel guilty or ashamed about because we're all human and we all struggle with it. But it is the identifying it, the being aware of it, and the willingness to change it that is what helps us grow and, and really step into the, the purpose that God has given us. So something that I would suggest, if you're feeling frustrated about something that somebody else is doing, I want you to, after that judgment passes in your head, which it will because it does for all of us because we're human, before you say anything or before you consider that to be ultimate truth, I want you to step back and say to yourself, okay, but I'm human too. And there are things in my life that I'm imperfect about. And there are insecurities that I have that show up in behaviors that other people might not like. You always have to self-reflect first, first and foremost, before you make judgments on other people. And that's not to count yourself guilty or to make yourself feel ashamed, but it is so you can start practicing taking responsibility for the fact that you are also human and it is not everybody else that is always messing up. So taking responsibility is difficult sometimes, but as I said, it is the most freeing thing in the world because number one, it aligns us with the truth of the word and it helps us live out the purpose that God has for us, but also it makes it so we're no longer putting the control of our lives into other people's hands. When you get constantly frustrated about what everybody else is doing, if it doesn't sit with you well, 
or you're constantly expecting other people to act in a certain way to make you happy, that is giving everybody else power and we don't want to do that. So those are just some final words I have to say about today's episode. As always, I hope it encouraged you. I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to leave any comments below. Don't forget to check out the blog post for this week over on lovestandshere.com backslash blog and check out the video over on YouTube. Type in Love Stands Here. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't have to keep doing that. And I love you so much and I will talk to you next week. Bye.